0: that help us when we are cumbered with the injustices of life. I've said this many times, and I'll say this again. Nobody gets out of this life unscathed. We all get hurt. We all have things come into our life we don't understand. We all have things that we deal with that we don't understand. And he's going to touch on uh, three things here in our text. Three things I've written down. He's going to touch on these things. Things that we do know. There are things that we don't understand. And then there are things that we can't know. And you say, well, that doesn't sound real helpful. It will be. Just hang on with me, would you? Now look at verses 12 through 17. Brother Jim read some of these verses for us and the first thing i'm going to show you here in verse 12 are there are some things that we do no look what he says in verse 12 though a sinner do evil 100 times and his days be prolonged yet surely i know that it shall be well with them that fear god which fear before him. I know this has been said many times, but it still makes me happy, right? If you would just thumb your way, you don't have to do it tonight, but if you would thumb your way back to the book of Revelation, there's something that you're going to notice here tonight. It's that we win. Amen? We we win. Amen. We win. We win. We are winners. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Would you just sit back tonight and listen to a few? Verses. Listen to John ten twenty seven. My sheep uh, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish and neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. We win. We win. We are in the Lord Jesus Christ. First John 5, 3, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know, that you might know that you have eternal life and that you might believe on the name of the Son of God. First Peter uh, 1, 3 through 5, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant, abundant mercy hath begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible. I think that's winning. Don't you think so? And undefiled, and that faith is not the way, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Listen to Romans chapter 8, 32 through 38. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall not he with him also freely give us all things? For who shall lay Anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, the, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake are we killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep. For the slaughter, nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And because of this, Paul goes on to say, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We win. This is what Solomon's saying here. There's some things that I know. He says, "It will be well with them that fear God." First Thessalonians four sixteen and seventeen. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Amen. We win. Solomon understood this. It's going to be well with them that love God, that serve God. John 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That's a promise. And if I go away... If I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Hey, listen, we may not know a lot of things. We may not have a lot of knowledge of a lot of things, but there's one thing that we can be sure of. It will be, it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. Amen. If you are saved tonight, if you are born again, child of God tonight, can I tell you tonight, it's going to be well with you. It's going to be well, whatever the, whatever the world throws at you, you're all right. Whatever comes your way, whatever comes your way and you don't understand, it's going to be just fine. It's going to be just fine. God is on the throne. He is in control. And one of these days when this life is over, we shall forever be with the Lord. Listen, we know this. We know this by the word of God. We know this. There's a, there's another thing that we know though. Look at verse 13. It will not be well with the wicked. It will be well with those that fear God which fear before him but it will not be well with the wicked verse 13 but it shall not be well with the wicked neither shall he prolong his days which are as a shadow because he feareth not before god i know sometimes you wonder how the wicked can live so long how they can stay around for so long how they can prosper for so long but can i tell you tonight in the realm of eternity and the realm of forever and ever and ever and ever if god even allowed them to live a thousand years it doesn't even show up on the on the radar of eternity, it is quick. It would still be as a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. It's nothing. And what, what do we know here? It will not be well with them when their day is up. No way. Hey, Ephesians 5, 5, For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Matthew thirteen forty seven through 50. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea, Jesus said, and gathered of every kind, which when it was full... They drew to the shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels and cast the bad away. Listen, listen. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angel shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose face uh, the earth and the heaven fled away. this is the second death, and whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Listen, church, there are some things that we know. We know this, that it will be well for those that are in Christ. We know this, that it is going to be bad for them. It will not be well for those that are outside of Christ. The saved will be forever with the Lord Jesus Christ, and the lost will get exactly what they wanted when they are eternally separated for Him. There are some things that we know. Hang on to those. Latch on to those things. Don't forget, though, hey, listen, when, you, when you're just kind of grousing around and having a bad day and it looks like the world's all upside down and, and our nation is falling apart and, and believers are getting swept up with this world, hey, listen, hang on to some things that you know when you start getting in front of some things that you don't know. Yeah. But verse 14 shows us there's some things we don't understand. Look at verse 14. There's a vanity which is done upon the earth that there be just men upon whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked. Again, there be wicked men to whom it happeneth according to the work of the righteous. I said this also is vanity. Here's something that Solomon didn't understand. He didn't understand why it was that just men seemed to get the reward of the wicked and the wicked seemed to get the reward of the just. Confusing, isn't it? it? just doesn't seem right sometimes. It doesn't seem right. How is it that lawmakers who endorse the murder and the butchering of babies continue to prosper and get rich? How do they continue to get voted in? Well, maybe they don't, but get voted in over and over and over again. How do they get held up as these great people? And it seems like the life just click, clicks along just, just fine for them while some guy making cakes gets decimated and his his business gets destroyed because he won't make a cake for some sodomite marriage. Yeah. It just doesn't seem right, does it? Solomon is saying here there's some things that he didn't understand. He says, I don't understand this. Can I show you tonight that Habakkuk had some things he didn't understand either? Habakkuk. Turn to the book of Habakkuk in the back there. Habakkuk in the back. That was pretty good. I got to remember that. Write that down, would you? The prophet Habakkuk looked out all out at all of the wickedness of Israel, and wondered where God's judgment was. And Solomon looked out at the same thing, and he called it all vanity. It's all vanity and vexation of spirit. And can I tell you, there are some things that are hard to understand. Look at Habakkuk chapter 1. Look at verse 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. He said, O Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me? And there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked and the judgment doth never go forth. For the Wicked doth come pass about the righteous, where therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. And Habakkuk is looking at this and saying, what on earth, how does this happen? Right? Uh, Solomon looked out and said, how do the wicked get the, the judgment of the righteous and the righteous get the judgment of the wicked? And Habakkuk looked out and says, how lo- Lord, how long am I going to cry out? And you're not going to hear and cry out of the violence and thou wilt not save. He said, God, where are you? When the world is doing this, where are you when your children are being treated this way? Where are you when the things are coming into the, our lives that, 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 are, uh, that are something that we didn't quote deserve to get? What, are, what is going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. There's some things that we do know and there's some things that we don't understand. But let me show you this. There, listen, we're just not going to understand them. Right? What did I say? Latch on to the things you know. Because there's some things that you're just not going to understand. But there's some things, listen, that we can't know. There's some things that we're not going to understand, but there are some things that just flat out we cannot know. Go back, go back would you please, to Ecclesiastes. Look at verse 16. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 16, he said, When I applied mine heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done upon the earth, for also there is neither day nor night, uh, see sleep with his eyes. Then I beheld all the work, work of God, that a man cannot find out that work that is done under the sun, because though a man labored to seek it, out yet he shall not find it yea farther though a wise man think to know it yet shall he not be able to find it out listen we are finite creatures we have a limited mind we we are not all knowing we're not all knowing can i tell you this tonight there's some things that we cannot know there are some things that we can't cannot do you remember the tower of babel over in genesis chapter 11 And they were building up this tower, trying to raise it up, get up into high up up to reach to the to the heavens, the Bible said. And if you realize at this time there is still one language on the planet, there had been one singular language for twenty five hundred years. Years They had spoke one language. And what, what was going on, though, is man was gathering together instead of spreading out like God had commanded. And it, it led to the building of this tower uh, most likely uh, being used for the reading of the stars, early, early astrology. But God made an interesting statement in, in verse 6 of Genesis chapter 11. He said, now nothing shall be restrained from them. Yeah. What was going on? Man had gotten so much together. Their mind, and you got to realize the mind of these people here in Genesis 11 was still, still a lot closer to the fall than we are today. They were brilliant, beyond brilliant. And their minds were getting together, and God said, whoa, too fast. He says, we're going to have to come down there. Yeah. They were getting close to something that they shouldn't have got. They were getting too close to, right? I think we're doing the same thing today with artificial intelligence. It's frightening. We have AI now that can that can uh, that can reason and think and and correct itself i guess if, I, if for lack of a better word and and find out more information and learn and better itself right and uh, uh you you can literally get online i just found out at lunch today i didn't know all of this you can ask the uh the chap to whatever is called and uh, not not a chapped hide, but another chapped GP, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. And you can get on there and, and, and you, uh, you can ask it about anything and it will spit it out in about two seconds. Yep. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and now I found out you can tell it to uh, make it look like a human looked it up and uh, you'll never find out that it looked it up and you wouldn't be accused of plagiarism. There's ways to uh, to mar- you know to get it so they, they I guess they couldn't find it anyway once they tell you what it is it's credible. Hmm. Yeah, we're in a crazy spot. We are. So what did God do? He confounded their language. He put limitations on these early Babylonians. He said, listen, there are some things that you're not going to know. Watch, we are finite creatures and we are finite creatures by design. It'd help you out if you'd be satisfied with not knowing some stuff. (laughs) All right, it really would. There's some things that we can't know. Turn back to Job. Job had this problem. God corrected Job in this. Job chapter 38. Job had came to the end of his of discussion with his friends. Eliphaz had came to the end of, of his discussion with uh, Job and his friends. And then in verse, chapter 38, the Bible says, verse 1, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, uh, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, answer thou me. Wow. God said, Job, get up. Okay, sir, yes, sir. I I tell you what. He said, uh, get up and answer me this. Where was thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Ooh, that's a pretty big question, isn't it? who hath laid the measures thereof if thou knowest or who hath stretched the lion upon it whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened or who hath laid the cornerstone thereof when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy or who hath shut up the sea with doors when it breaketh forth as if it had issued, uh, out of the, uh, issued out of the womb when I make the cloud the garment thereof and the thick darkness a swaddling band for it and break up uh, for it my decreed place and set bars and doors. He said, Job, where are, Where were you? Where were you? Do you know what happens? Uh, do you know what happens with the animals? Do you know what happens with the creation? Do you know what's going on under the ocean? Listen to me. There are things that we uh, that we do know. There are things that we don't know. Listen, there are some things that we cannot know. God said, no, I'm leveling this off. You're not going to know about it. If you notice in verse 17 here of our text back to Ecclesiastes 8.17 there's that phrase under the sun we listen we can't even know all that God is doing under the sun let alone anywhere else he's doing what he's doing (laughs) does anybody have any inkling what God's doing right now in the furthest reaches of the universe that we'll, we've never even contemplated? Do we have any idea what God is doing outside of the universe? Outside of, well, yeah. He meted it out with a span. I, I think it's finite as a beginning and an end. Any idea what's going on past there? <laughs> yeah. There are things we can't know. Do you realize how much God has not revealed to us? So what do we do? Well, there's something we can do when you don't understand life. No, there's something that you can do when you don't really get what's going on. There's something that you can do when God is just refusing to tell you why. Look at verse 15. Then I commended mirth because a man hath no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry for that shall abide with him of his labor the days of his life which God giveth him under the sun. Solomon had a recommendation. It was under the sun. There's that phrase again. What did he say? Well, live it up. <laughs> right? This is Solomon's conclusion from limited revelation. Eat, drink, work, Labor, enjoy yourself. Do what God made you to do. That's not bad. I think God has no greater joy in His creation than when we operate in the way He's made us to operate. Well, I'm I'm just a machinist. I'm just a programmer. I'm just a driver. I'm just a retired guy. (laughs) Doing all sorts of fun stuff now. Just a... Work at a factory. Hey, if that's how God made you, I think He delights in that. Yeah. See, at this time, Solomon wouldn't have had any revelation concerning heaven. That didn't come to the Lord Jesus gave us revelation of heaven. So you don't find that in the Old Testament. They slept with their fathers. That's all they knew. But I want you to notice God's answer to the things in life that we don't know and the things that we can't know. And I want to show you this back in the book of Habakkuk. God answers these questions to Habakkuk. Solomon's answer is a little limited there, under the sun, backslidden eyes. But I want you to notice what Habakkuk says he's having the same problems he was looking out at the prosperity of the wicked and really struggling whether god was just or not he was watching the he was watching a wicked world get along like just like everything was just wonderful yeah and he's saying god are you going to do something about it i read verses one through four and this was god's response when he was when, when Habakkuk was the most frustrated, God's response, look at verse 5 and 6, Behold ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your day, which ye shall not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land and possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. Hey, what do you, what do you need to remember when you don't understand what's going on in your life? Listen to me, God told, showed this to Habakkuk. God is at work. He's at work. It may not seem like it. You may not understand what's going on. It may not look like anything. It looks like everything is just going on fine for them and bad for you. But listen, can I tell you tonight? God is at work. This was God's response to Habakkuk. Judgment is coming. You don't see it, but it is coming. In verses 5 and 6, And then in chapter 2 and verse 20, notice this. God is at work in judgment. Look at verse 20. But the Lord in his holy temple let all the earth keep silence before him. Hey, not only is God working, but can I remind you of this tonight? He's still on the throne. He is still on the throne. He is still the Holy One on his throne. And let all the earth keep silent. 1 Timothy 5 and verse 22, I'd like to remind you, uh, the Holy Spirit of God told Timothy through Paul that some men's sins are opened before him going into judgment and some men they follow after, the Bible says. I'm telling you, it may look like they're getting away with it. It might look like they've got away with the abuse. It may look like they got away with, with, uh, with, with, with the, what they did to you or what they did to your family, or what they did to a friend. It might look like it, but I can, can I tell you tonight, they're not getting away with it. They're not it may get taken care of here and bless God if they get, get repent and get saved we'd be excited about that but if they reject and go on they'll be, and it looks like life's going on just fine for them listen, they'll be dealt with then but either way there's a judgment yeah God is at work and God is on His throne right. what can we do? what can we do? Remember God is at work. Number two. Take care of what you do know. Deuteronomy 29.29 The secret things uh, belong unto the Lord our God but those things which belong unto us are for our children uh, are are for us and for our children forever. Watch that we may do all the words of this law. God has things that are secret to us but God also revealed some things to us as well. And it is the things that God has revealed that, are, that are, we are responsible for, not for the things that have not been revealed. Right. Hey, listen, saints. When we remember that God is on the throne and God is at work, and we are responsible for only what has been revealed, listen to me, it will help your attitude on, of injust, on injustice. Maybe some of the problem lies we just don't really believe God's going to do something about it. It changed Habakkuk's discouragement. I mean, he this was one discouraged dude. But can I, let me show you this. Chapter 3, look at chapter 3. After God let him know that, uh, that judgment was coming after God let him know that he was on his throne. Look at chapter 3 and verse 1, a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet uh, upon uh, Shigianoth. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. In wrath. Remember mercy. You notice what Habakkuk is saying now? He says, well, God, just revive thy work. God said, I'm going to take care of it, maybe not here, but later, and I'm in control, Habakkuk. Habakkuk comes up with a better attitude, a better mood, a little more spring in a step. The, the, the drudgery is gone. He says, hey, revive thy work, Lord. Make sure everybody knows that it's you who's working. He goes on to say, revive thy work in the midst of the years. Look at this. In the midst of the years, make known... Make known, make it known to those and look at in wrath remember mercy. That's quite a statement right there actually. In wrath remember mercy. Do you know that's how we ought to pray for those that have come against us? You know I've been taught how I've been taught to pray? For somebody has that really done me wrong? Lord, would you have mercy on them? Because you are going to deal with them. You said you would. You you deal with the the unrighteousness of others. And I want you to have mercy on them, God. Can I tell you something? You'll you'll know forgiveness has shown up at your door when you can pray that God will have mercy on somebody else. Because, friend, God is going to deal with them either in this life or in the next. He's going to do it. In wrath, remember mercy, God. See what happened in Habakkuk's life? God let him know that the injustice was going to be dealt with. He believed him. And he was brought back to a place of trust. Watch. He trusted God so much. He believed God so much and now he's begging for mercy for what God's going to do to these people. You know why we ought to pray for mercy? Because there's times when our Father has to deal with us. And I'll tell you what, I want mercy. I absolutely do. The world we live in is full of of injustice, right? Right? We're living in the byproduct of the fall. Things are going to come into our life, friends. They're going to come. Things are going to come into our life that we're not going to be able to make sense of. It's hard to make sense of a godly family that is just... Serve the Lord and sacrifice to raise children and sacrifice to educate them and and they were faithful in service and faithful in giving and and just uh, faithful to the Lord and and uh, struggle financially and just never get ahead and you see these families like that the joy of the Lord is all over them but they just they just struggle and fight and battle and you see that godless man who lives for himself wealthy beyond need retired. A home in this state, a home in that state, spends his money on everything but God. Jet setting around the country going to casino after casino and this and that and just just living it up, living it up. I tell you what. Seems like God doesn't notice. Yeah. Remember, there's some things that we do know we win we win. There are things we don't understand. There are things that we can't know. God's not going to tell us. But there's something that we can do about it. We can know that God knows. God knows. We know that God is working. He said He is. He said He is. And we know that God will deal with With all injustice. He absolutely will. Remember this. When you don't know what's going on. When you don't know what's going on. You do know the one who does know. And as long as you're rightly connected to the one who does know. You don't really need to know what's going on. How many of you had children that asked questions way too early and said, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll tell you someday. The next day. Well, now? No. <laughs> well, now? No. Why? You don't need to know. You're not ready. You couldn't handle it if I told you. Could you imagine dumping some of the financial struggles uh, raising children on on your little children? Right. Boy, I don't know if Daddy's gonna be able to bring food home this week, kiddos. Whew. You wouldn't do that to them. They don't need to know. Remember I ever said something to one of our kids, uh, I forget which one it was, about you know the struggles of raising kids, and they had no clue. So, well, yeah, they didn't have an idea that things would ever get tight or things would ever get to be a struggle or anything. You know, yeah, they just don't didn't need to know that. Didn't need to know it. If you don't know what's going on in life, just make sure you're in touch with one who does know. What am I saying tonight? Trust Him. Just trust Him. Is there anything in your life that you've not been able to make sense of lately? Hmm. Anything going on that just seems like a total injustice, an injustice that you do not understand? Why God would allow this to continue? Let me encourage you tonight. Would you give it to God? No, just go to Him in prayer and say, obviously, I don't need to know understand this or know this, and here you go. I'm going to leave it with you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, friend, you'll walk away. There are steps of joy in your life. Give it to God. Walk away. And watch. Do what you know you're supposed to do. Just worry about that. Reminds me of when Jesus had just finished dealing with Peter. Uh, They're on that, on that shore of Galilee. And he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Of course I love you. Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know. You know everything. Feed my sheep. Jesus tenderly brought Peter back. Into the ministry. He'd gone he said he went fishing. He was done. Things he didn't understand. Things he couldn't take he couldn't understand drove him to such a thing, watch things that Peter couldn't understand drove him to the place of cursing and swearing and rejecting and denying the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was so bad that he just went ahead and went back to go to his old trade of fishing. And I love it. Jesus met him right there. He went he went after him. Put them back into the ministry. Dealt with the issues, right? And put them back. (laughs) But then Peter, he cracks me up. The Bible says, here comes John. And Peter, Jesus just gets done saying, and you know, you're not going to be able to carry yourself and you're going to be taken where you don't want to be taken and you're going to essentially die in a way that you don't want to die. And the Bible says, here comes John. And Peter goes, well, what's he going to do? It's like this poignant moment, right, with the Lord Jesus. Well, what's he going to do? Jesus says, it doesn't matter what he's going to do, Peter. Just do what I told you to do, right? I do wonder if Jesus went, oh! Brought him right up to the point of what a wonderful... Yeah. So glad the Lord loves us. Give it to him tonight, would you? Leave it there. And then just go do what you're supposed to do. Father, I'm thankful that you answer this question, really. You you still don't tell us what we don't know. (laughs) But you've answered it. And you've answered it, once again, with thyself. Lord, if we're rightly connected to you, there are some things that we don't need to know. And there's some things we can't know. But the things that we do know... Lord, would you help us just to be busy and faithful in those things. Father, I thank you for that. And I thank you for the assurance that the judge of all the earth will do right. And you will take care of it all one of these days. Lord, would you have mercy on those? Would you have mercy on those, God, that have lived in such a manner of injustice, that have hurt people? Lord, that you'd have mercy on them and draw them to thyself, that they'd come to a place of repentance. Lord, that we'd trust you in that even. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand tonight. Instrument's going to play. Invitation is open. Maybe there's some things that have been going on in your life you just haven't really been able to figure out. Maybe there's some things that have been going on and you just can't put your finger on why on earth God would allow such a thing. Would you give that to Him tonight and trust Him? And walk away and leave it with Him tonight? Like the trusting child we ought to be with our Heavenly Father? Well, praise the Lord. Have a great week coming up. Uh, like I said, uh, tomorrow night and Tuesday night, Brother Sam Davis Davidson will be preaching over at Brian. If you have the opportunity to go up to that, that would be great. starts at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Brother Boonsters' funeral is uh, Tuesday at 10 over at the at the missions uh, building. Uh, if you need any information on that, if you plan on going or whatever, just uh, go ahead and give me a call. You know, I can fill you in on that. Uh, Be praying for the work over here at the building this week, and and uh, pray that rain would. We're thankful for that rain a lot. It's. I'm glad we got the rain. I've been able to kind of take a look at the building and see where water's sitting around it. And so far, it looks pretty good. So that's a blessing. But uh, so a lot to be done over there. And just keep praying there. So all right, let's be dismissed in a word of prayer tonight. And um, brother Chris, would you close us, please?